Welcome to Goop Tales, episode 39, Dirty Gus and the Mayan Equinox. I'm Maria Calanchini, and I'm the author of Goop Tales. So for those of you who listen regularly, you will know that I took a little break, but I'm back. And during that break, not only did I get a lot of inspiration, but I got some really nice emails from you. And I just want to tell all of you who wrote into me or had your wonderful mothers write into me how much I appreciate the emails and just the correspondence. I love hearing from you guys. Um, I love knowing what you love about the stories, and I just love knowing that you're listening. So thank you so much for taking the time to write. And it really inspires me to keep on going with more Goop Tales. So today's episode takes place in Mexico in the Yucatan, which is a peninsula down in southern Mexico that reaches all the way down to the Panama Canal. And Dirty Gus ends up in Mexico. He's a little very dirty-faced goop. So right now, as I'm recording this, it is mid-September, which means that the autumn equinox is coming up. And the equinox, for those of you who aren't quite sure what it is, it is when there is a geometrical alignment between the sun and the earth, and the sun is right above our planet's equator. So it happens twice a year. There's the autumn equinox and the spring equinox. And it's when the seasons change and the sun is, it's basically, there's exactly 12 hours of sunlight and 12 hours of night for just that one day. And the word equinox, it comes from the Latin word, which means equal night. And it only happens two days of the year. So it's happening September 22nd, and we will officially be in fall. So this story takes place in the Yucatan with Dirty Gus, and it is going to revolve around the Mayan equinox and a very special story that takes place. The Mayans were the people that lived in Mexico, and they built pyramids there over 3,000 years ago. And Dirty Gus is going to go visit one of them. So enjoy the story and remember to stay tuned till the very end and I will tell you how you can see all of the photos that go with this story. Thanks for listening and I will see you on the other side. Dirty Gus was meek and mild. He softly spoke. He sweetly smiled. He never called his playmates names. He was polite when playing games, but he was often in disgrace because he had a dirty face. Chapter 1 Once upon a time, there was a very timid little goop boy who loved to dress like a cowboy. His name was Dirty Gus because he could never manage to keep a clean face. It didn't matter how many times a day his mother washed his face or how many times he washed it himself. Dirt always appeared. 
He could keep every other part of himself tidy, but not his face. Dirty Gus was adventurous and had a habit of putting his adorable little face in places it shouldn't be. The other goops did love this quality because they knew that Dirty Gus would plunge into any situation head first. There wasn't any obstacle that would stand in his way. Dirty Gus and Excitabelle were the best of friends. She loved to follow him on adventures, and he was always entertained by her joy for life. Dirty Gus loved to play cowboy with Excitabelle because she would pull out her little fiddle and fiddle up a cowboy tune as Dirty Gus would kick and stomp up a dirt storm and twirl his little toy gun around. Don't worry, Excitabelle. I will save you from the banditos. No one will harm you, he would call out in a commanding tone. Oh, Dirty Gus, thank you, thank you, Excitabelle would say as she jumped up and down and clapped her hands. <laughs> One hot and dusty day, Dirty Gus and Excitabelle set off to find an old abandoned cowboy town. Dirty Gus had learned of the cowboy town when he was studying an old map of Goop World. No one knew about the cowboy town, at least not from what Dirty Gus could tell. He would sneak off and visit on his own without telling anyone. He liked keeping it his little secret because he could hoop and holler and get as dirty as he liked without anyone knowing. This particular day, Dirty Gus decided to invite Excitabelle. He trusted her and thought she may liven up the deserted town with her happy spirit and trusty fiddle. Come on, Excitabelle, just a little bit further through these bushes and we will find the tumbleweed, the magical tumbleweed will lead us to the cowboy town. Dirty Gus had learned that the only way to find the cowboy town was to follow the tumbleweed on the other side of a brush-filled field. Ooh, a magical tumbleweed? How does that work? squealed Excitabelle. You will see. Just follow me, replied Dirty Gus. Oh, I will! I will! I'm so excited! said Excitabelle. Dirty Gus and Excitabelle came out through the brush into a dry, dusty field with one lone tumbleweed. Dirty Gus walked right up to the tumbleweed, leaned over it, and whispered, Take me to the Old West, where the cowboys belong. The tumbleweed slowly started to spin around and around. And then a gust of wind blew in and sent it flying across the field. Excitabelle and Dirty Gus ran after it as fast as they could. Oh, Dirty Gus, this is such a thrill. I love it, exclaimed Excitabelle as she grasped her little fiddle and ran faster. They ran on and on. They moved so quickly they could hardly see as the wind whipped across their faces 
and sealed their eyes shut. Wait, wait, I need to stop for a second, called out Excitabelle as she brushed dirt from her face. Dirty Gus, being the little gentleman that he was, stopped. They both rubbed their eyes and looked around to find themselves in an old western town. Excitabelle was over the moon and immediately began to play her fiddle. As she sang, We're in the west, we're in the west, the wild, wild west. Dirty Gus laughed and grabbed her by the hand. Come with me and I will show you my favorite spots, he said. Dirty Gus led Excitabelle down the main street, past the saloon, past the old post office, and past the general store. Just as they turned the corner, they saw two horses tied up to a nearby hitching post. Dirty Gus froze in his tracks. He had never seen any signs of life in the cowboy town, and his heart beat a little faster. Then they heard a voice say, Amigo, someone is here. Dirty Gus grabbed Excitabelle and shoved her behind a water barrel. These must be the banditos he had read about in one of his favorite books, Tales of the Wild, Wild West. Dirty Gus had never actually seen a bandito. In fact, he thought, or maybe hoped, that they didn't exist anymore. He had promised to protect Excitabelle, but he was shaking in his little cowboy boots. Excitabelle peered over the water barrel. Get down, his dirty Gus. Who is that? Sneered a bandito as he turned the corner. It's me, Dirty Gus, called out Dirty Gus as he ran his hand over his tiny toy gun. The other bandito turned the corner and looked at Dirty Gus and burst out into a cackling laugh. You, what do you think you will do with that tiny toy? Both of the banditos started walking towards Dirty Gus. He slowly moved backwards on his shaky legs. He backed right up into the tumbleweed. And then Dirty Gus did the only thing he could think of. He leaned into the tumbleweed and whispered, Take me far, far away. Chapter 2 Dirty Gus squeezed his eyes shut as he felt the tumbleweed toss him into the air. The wind picked him up and carried him along. The banditos tried to chase him, but the tumbleweed moved far too rapidly. Dirty Gus touched the ground from time to time, but never for long. He could feel the dust caking his face, and he smiled to himself. Even though he had no idea where the whistling wind was taking him, he enjoyed a dirty face. The wind was blowing and bustling, and he knew that whatever direction he was going, it was far, far away from Goop World and Excitabelle. When Dirty Gus was finally deposited onto a warm, soft landing, 
he was too scared to open his eyes. The wind had settled down, and all was silent except for the gentle lapping of ocean waves. Warm, silky sand sifted beneath his feet. Dirty Gus reached gently up and wiped layer after layer of dirt from his eyes. And then he popped them open and saw the most dazzling crystal blue ocean lined by a white, sandy beach. Well, this isn't so bad. A real tropical paradise. Dirty Gus said out loud. It may look like a tropical paradise, but sometimes things aren't always what they seem, said a tiny voice from behind. Dirty Gus slid his hand over his little toy gun and slowly turned around. Off in the brush behind him, he saw the most curious little four-legged creature. It was brown with white stripes and spots. It had a pointed little nose that was curved downwards and little rounded ears that popped off the top of its head. Dirty Gus burst out laughing. The tiny creature lowered its head and Dirty Gus immediately felt awful. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to offend you. In fact, you are oddly adorable. I've just never seen anything like you. What are you? At that, the creature lifted her head and said, I'm Tabitha Tapir, and I'm so pleased to meet you. As it turns out, I've never seen anyone like you before either. Where are you? I'm a goop, and my name is Dirty Gus. I come from Goop World, where I live with all my goop friends. Hmm, well, I think you're Oddly adorable, too. But you're so dirty I can hardly tell. I'm a tapir, and we live here in the Yucatan. The Yuka what? exclaimed Dirty Gus. The Yucatan. In Mexico, of course, replied Tabitha. Dirty Gus's eyes grew wide as he thought of all the cowboy stories he had read. Are there banditos here? he asked as he looked around. Tabitha withheld a giggle. Well, not exactly. Not the kind that you're thinking of anyways. But there are other dangers. She whispered back as she pointed to a tree. Hmm, said Dirty Gus, as he eyed the bare tree branch strung with several hanging shells and a skull that was painted red. It's a warning. And you must take it seriously, murmured Tabitha. A warning? A, a warning about what? I didn't even do anything. A tumbleweed just brought me here. At the mention of the word tumbleweed, Tabitha looked spooked. <gasps> what? What is it? Begged Dirty Gus. Please tell me. That's a tree of talismans. You can take one of those shells for good luck. The spider monkeys hang them there to welcome visitors, but they most certainly did not hang that red skull. It's a warning from the Alushis. They don't want you here in the Yucatan, whispered Tabitha. Who are they? The, the Alushis? asked Dirty Gus. They're ancient spirits, tiny mystical beings made of clay. The red skull is from the Alushis 
of the banditos. They don't want cowboys in their land. Dirty Gus squirmed as he looked down at his tiny little cowboy outfit. But I'm not really a cowboy, he whimpered. I know that. Things aren't always what they seem. But the Alushis don't know that you're not really a cowboy. And their spirits have been released now. It's too late to convince them otherwise. We have to get you out of the Yucatan. As Dirty Gus reached up to run his fingers along the edge of his cowboy hat, a foreboding drumming sound started off in the distance. Chapter 3 The drumming sound grew increasingly louder. Dirty Gus could feel his anxiety rising as he looked around the beach for an escape. The sky was turning deeper shades of red by the second, and a chill ran up Dirty Gus's spine. What is that? What's happening in the sky? He asked in a panicky voice. It's the Alushis. They come through the sky. Soon it will be a deep red, and then the sun will go down and suck the red down, just leaving a few scattered clouds surrounded by fading light. The Alushis will drop from those clouds and come for you replied Tabitha, very calmly. Dirty Gus couldn't believe what he was hearing, and he also couldn't believe how calm Tabitha was. Why wasn't she falling to pieces like Dirty Gus? Tabitha looked Dirty Gus in the eye, as if she knew exactly what he was thinking. Then very calmly, she said, Things aren't always what they seem. I listen more than I speak. What does that even mean? wailed Dirty Gus as he watched the sun sinking beneath the earth. Tabitha then explained to him that because she was a funny-looking little baby to peer, that no one ever thought she was very clever or that she understood what they were saying. She was often silent, but listened to everything and everyone around her. She had learned many secrets of the Yucatan this way. She also told Dirty Gus that even though things appeared one way, that was really just a perception. Then she used Dirty Gus as an example, telling him that just because he liked to dress like a little cowboy didn't mean that he was really a cowboy or that he liked to gunfight. Dirty Gus just nodded his head as he listened and thought how wise Tabitha was. The last glimpse of sun disappeared on the horizon and left a hazy sky filled with red-rimmed clouds. Dirty Gus looked up as the clouds banded together and shot across the sky as one. They moved as quickly as a hurricane, and they seemed to be headed right for Tabitha and Dirty Gus. Grab your talisman now and follow me, commanded Tabitha. Dirty Gus didn't hesitate. He ran to the tree and grabbed the first shell he could reach and then turned to follow Tabitha. She was no longer on the beach. She was racing towards an ancient Mayan temple that had appeared out of nowhere. The beach had vanished 
but the hurricane clouds had not. Tabitha was moving so quickly that Dirty Gus didn't think he could catch up. She was tiny, but she was mighty. The stone temple was tall and pyramid-shaped, with hundreds of steps that led to the top, where there was a large opening. Dirty Gus couldn't decide what was scarier, the impending hurricane or the opening at the top of the temple. Tabitha had no fear. She raced up the steps, up and up she went. Dirty Gus was on the first step when lightning cracked from the sky and shot a bolt down to the step in front of him. Hold up your talisman, Tabitha shouted. Dirty Gus held up his shell just in time as a second bolt of lightning shot right into it. But the lightning bounced right back into the sky and vanished. Dirty Gus stared at the sky in disbelief as he saw the clouds form into hundreds of tiny alushis that dropped down from the sky one by one. Don't stop! Keep coming and use your talisman, called out Tabitha as she stood at the entrance of the Mayan temple. Dirty Gus looked at the distance between him and Tabitha. She was at the top and he was at the bottom. There were 365 steps between them, one for every day of the year. As he started up the steps, Dirty Gus caught a glimpse of a stone serpent head at the base of the stairway. This propelled him to move even faster. Things aren't always what they seem. Things aren't always what they seem. I can do this, Dirty Gus said to himself over and over as he moved up the steps. He didn't look up because he was afraid he would lose hope and quit. He just kept moving. Every time he heard a lightning bolt, he held up his talisman and it bounced away. You're almost here, called out Tabitha. Dirty Gus looked up. He knew he was close and he wanted to see how many steps were left. He looked at Tabitha urging him on at the doors of the temple. Behind him, the tiny Alushis were moving quickly up the steps, and in the sky above him, Dirty Gus saw a giant shadow in the shape of a serpent descending on the temple. Chapter 4 Dirty Gus had never felt so helpless. He was surrounded from above and behind. The shadow serpent in the sky was sinking closer and closer to the pyramid. Dirty Gus had no idea what it would do. Would it turn to stone? Would it hiss at him? Should I run back now? He thought to himself. But then he glanced behind and saw the Alushis moving up the steps towards him. Up here, look at me. Listen to me and keep moving. Focus only on my voice and the path in front of you, Tabitha hollered. Dirty Guest kept on as Tabitha instructed. Step after step, he went. He was almost to the top when he felt the Alushis tug at his feet. He could feel himself being pulled backwards and back down the steps. As he looked up towards Tabitha in the entryway, he saw the giant shadow serpent moving towards him with his jaws wide open. 
Listen to me, Dirty Gus, and only me. Do exactly as I say. And remember, nothing is as it seems. Grab onto a stone step as hard as you can and face the serpent shadow in the sky. Dirty Gus did exactly as Tabitha instructed. He reached out and dug his fingers into a stone step. He clung to it with all his might. Then he looked right into the eye of the serpent. As he came eye to eye with the serpent, time stood still. There was a moment of pure silence as Dirty Gus stared into the black void that was the eye of the serpent. A shadow of darkness crossed the sky as the serpent turned into a swirling vortex that sent the Alushis racing back down the steps. Now, come now, just follow my voice and move up the steps, he heard Tabitha call out. Dirty Gus didn't hesitate. He sprinted up the steps without looking back and met Tabitha at the entry to the temple. He looked back down and at the bottom of the stone stairs, he saw the sky serpent had turned to stone and was resting beside the stone serpent head he had seen on his way up. The Alushis had disappeared into the distance. Tabitha looked at Dirty Gus and smiled and said, You did it! You really did it! And so did I! We did it together! I listened, and so did you. I don't understand what you mean at all! gasped a breathless Dirty Gus. Tabitha told him how for years she had heard the older Tapirs talk about the equinox and the legend of the serpent shadow. The equinox comes twice a year in spring and autumn, and it is when the sun shines directly on the equator. The ancient Mayans built this temple as a calendar with 365 steps going up, each one representing a day of the year. Incredibly, twice a year on the spring and autumn equinox, a shadow falls on the pyramid in the shape of a serpent. And as the sun sets, this shadowy snake descends the steps to join the stone serpent head at the base of the great staircase on the pyramid's side. I've heard this story so many times that I had to believe it, even though I'd never seen it for myself. I just trusted that things aren't always as they seem, and you trusted me. We couldn't have done this without each other, and that serpent shadow scared off the Alushis, giggled Tabitha. You are truly splendid, Tabitha. You are definitely not as you seem, said Dirty Gus. Tabitha laughed and bowed her head. <laughs> and now I must go as the sun disappears. You stay here at the top of the pyramid and count as I go down the steps. When you get to number 365, I will be at the bottom and the sun will be set and it will be dark. Only then. Open your eyes, and remember, nothing is as it seems. I believe you, said Dirty Gus, as he began counting. 361, 
362, 363, 364, 365. He opened his eyes, and he was back at home, in his bedroom in Goop World. He looked around and saw some dirt and a tiny tumbleweed on the floor. Excitabelle! Where is Excitabelle? I must find her and tell her all about Tabitha and the Alushis, Dirty Gus thought to himself as he set off to find her. But Excitabelle was nowhere to be found. She was trapped deep inside a bright cluster of Japanese wisteria. But that is a tale for another time. So that's it for this episode of Goop Tales. And we're now in autumn, which is my favorite season of the year. And it really just inspires me to stay inside and want to write even more Goop Tales. So there will be a new one coming out very soon that will have Excitabelle and the Japanese Wisteria. And in the meanwhile, I might ask of you, if you enjoyed this goop tale, what I would really love is for you to not only tell your friends that you think would enjoy it as well, but to leave me a review on iTunes. Um, The reviews are how the word gets spread and helps other people to find goop tales in iTunes. And I know that some of you um, aren't quite sure how to do that and have written in to ask me, and I appreciate that. So I am going to make it even easier. Go to gooptales.com forward slash reviews, R-E-V-I-E-W-S, and I will leave step-by-step instructions um, and link to how you can leave a review on iTunes for me, which would be fabulous. And just a little thought for this episode is that um, every time I write a story, there is a theme, sort of an underlying idea or theme for each story. And I think there's always, well, there is, there's always something to think about and it sparks thought in your own life. So what I would love for you, dear listener, to think about is... The theme in today's story was that things aren't always as they seem. And by things, I mean situations and people. So as you saw in today's story, there were several things that were not as they seemed, including the serpent that Dirty Gus thought was going to get him. Um, Can you think about anything in your life that is not always as it seems, anything or anyone? And if you can, and you feel like it, I would love to hear what that is. You can write me in at maria at gooptales.com. And I would just love to hear from you guys. I love knowing what you think about the stories, and I love the fact that you're listening. So thank you for listening. And oh, yes, the pictures for this story. If you want to see what the Mayan temple looks like and Dirty Gus, and the baby tapir, and there really are tapirs that live in the Yucatan, and they're very, the little baby tapir is so cute. Um, so go to gooptales.com forward slash episode 39. That's the number three nine. So gooptales.com forward slash episode 39. 
So that's it for this week. And I will see you guys next time when we go with Excitabelle, who gets caught in a Japanese wisteria. And remember, until then, make every day a goop day. <laughs>